Hare Krishna, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven, which is in Hive, Southeast England, Kent, actually, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're all sitting here after having honored the prasadam cooked by Jai Shri and uh, Raman and I and uh, Abai got the, got the night off and got to honor prasadam and it was very nice. So I was just saying that this readings, these daily readings have really become my home and uh, hope everyone else is feeling the same because it's very deep, very meaningful way to to keep Srila Prabhupada in the center of his own movement. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam and explains what it is. It goes like this. Sarva Vedaika Sattvala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnarya Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Dvandodhidhaditya Shri Krishna Parivartida O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O Master Srimad Bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali You are the exact image of Shri Krishna Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvada Savasevyaya Shri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna Himself. Mareka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadutad Adini Jojatakada Hanamun Chakadachin Mam O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya
Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the 32nd chapter of the third canto Entanglement in Fruitive Activities Kapila Dev is giving us a real long cold shower of truths so that we will sober up in this material world and desire to go back home, back to Godhead. We're starting with text 6. By executing one's occupational duties, acting with detachment and without a sense of proprietorship or false egoism, one is posted in one's constitutional position by dint of complete purification of consciousness. And by thus executing so-called material duties, he can easily enter into the kingdom of God. Purport. Here the word nivritri, uh, nivritri dharma nirataha means constantly engaging in executing religious activities for detachment. There are two kinds of religious performances. One is called Pariti Dharma, which means the religious activities performed by the Grihamedes for elevation to higher planets or for economic prosperity, the final aim of which is sense gratification. Every one of us who has come to this material world has the sense of overlordship. This is called privriti. But the opposite type of religious performance, which is called nivriti, is to act for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Engaged in devotional service in Krishna consciousness, one has no proprietorship claim, nor is one situated in the false egoism of thinking that he is God, or the master. He always thinks himself the servant. That is the process of purifying consciousness. With pure consciousness only can one enter into the kingdom of God. Materialistic persons in their elevated condition can enter any one of the planets within this material world, but all are subjected to disillusion over and over again. Text 6 Through the path of illumination, such liberated persons approach the complete personality of Godhead, who is the proprietor of the material and spiritual worlds, and is the supreme cause of the material world's manifestation and disillusion. Purport The word Surya Dvarina means by the illuminated path or through the sun planet. The illuminated path is devotional service. It is advised in the Vedas not to pass through the darkness but to pass through the sun planet. It is also recommended here that, that by traversing the illuminated path one can be freed from the contamination of the material modes of nature. By that path, one can enter into the kingdom where the completely perfect personality of Godhead resides. 
The words Purusham Vishvatomukham mean the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is all-perfect. All living entities, other than the Supreme Personality of Godhead, are very small, although they may be big by our calculation. Everyone is infinitesimal, and therefore in the Vedas, <clears throat> the Supreme Lord is called the Supreme Eternal amongst all Eternals. He is the proprietor of the material and spiritual worlds and the Supreme Cause of manifestation. Material nature is only the ingredient because actually the manifestation is caused by His energy. The material energy is also His energy just as the combination of father and mother is the cause of childbirth, so the combination of the material energy and the glance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the cause of the manifestation of the material world. The efficient cause, therefore, is not matter, but the Lord Himself. Text 8 Worshippers of the Hiranyagarbha expansion of the Personality of Godhead remain within this material world until the end of two Parardas, when Lord Brahma also dies. Purport One disillusion is at the end of Brahma's day and one is at the end of Brahma's life. Brahma dies at the end of two paradas, paradas, at which time the entire material universe is dissolved. Persons who are worshippers of Hiranyagarbha, the plenary expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Garbhadokashai Vishnu, do not directly approach the Supreme Personality of Godhead in Vaikuntha. They remain within this universe on Satyaloka or other higher planets until the end of the life of Brahma. Then, <clears throat> with Brahma, they are elevated to the spiritual kingdom. The words parasya parachintakaha mean always thinking of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or being always Krishna conscious. When we speak of Krishna, this refers to the complete category of Vishnu Tattva. Krishna includes the three Purusha incarnations, namely Mahavishnu, Garbhadakashayi Vishnu, and Shiro Dakashayi Vishnu, as well as all the incarnations taken together. This is confirmed in the Brahma Sangita, Ramadi Murtishukala Niyamena Tishtan. Lord Krishna is perpetually situated with his many expansions such as Rama, Nishinga, Vamana, Madhusudana, Vishnu and Narayana. He exists with all his plenary portions and the portions of his plenary portions and each of them is as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The words Parasya Parachintaka mean what those who are fully Krishna conscious. Such persons enter directly into the kingdom of God, the Vaikuntha planets, or 
if they are worshippers of the plenary portion, Garbhadakshai Vishnu, they remain within this universe until its dissolution, and after that they enter. Text 9 <clears throat> After experiencing the inhabitable time of the three modes of material nature, known as two Parardas, Lord Brahma closes the material universe, which is covered by layers of earth, water, air, fire, ether, mind, ego, and so on, and goes back to Godhead. Purport The word avyakritam is very significant in this verse. The same meaning is stated in Bhagavad Gita, in the word sanatana. This material world is vyakrita, or subject to changes, and it finally dissolves. But after the dissolution of this material world, the manifestation of the spiritual world, the sanatana dhamma, remains. That spiritual sky is called avyakrita, that which does not change, and there the Supreme Personality of Godhead resides. When, after ruling over the material universe under the influence of the time element, Lord Brahma desires to dissolve it and enter into the kingdom of God, others then enter with him. Text 10 The yogis who become detached from the material world by practice of breathing exercises and control of the mind reach the planet of Brahma, which is far, far away. After giving up their bodies, they enter into the body of Lord Brahma, and therefore, when Brahma is liberated and goes to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the Supreme Brahman, such yogis can also enter into the kingdom of God. Hmm. Purport By perfecting their yogic practice, yogis can reach the highest planet, Brahmaloka or Satyaloka, and after giving up their material bodies, they can enter into the body of Lord Brahma. Because they are not directly devotees of the Lord, they cannot get liberation directly. <clears throat> they have to wait until Brahma is liberated, and only then, along with Brahma, they are also liberated. It is clear that as long as a living entity is a worshipper of a particular demigod, his consciousness is absorbed in thoughts of that demigod, and therefore he cannot get direct liberation or entrance into the kingdom of God nor can he merge into the impersonal effulgence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Such yogis or demigod worshippers are subjected to the chance of taking birth again when there is again creation. Text 11 Therefore, my dear mother, by devotional service, take direct shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is seated in everyone's heart. Purport One can attain direct contact with the Supreme Personality of Godhead 
in full Krishna consciousness and revive one's eternal relationship with him as lover, as supreme soul, as son, as friend, or as master. One can re-establish the transcendental loving relationship with the Supreme Lord in so many ways, and that feeling is true oneness. The oneness of the Mayavadi philosophers and the oneness of Vaishnava philosophers are different. The Mayavadi and Vaishnava philosophers both want to merge into the Supreme, but the Vaishnavas do not lose their identities. They want to keep the identity of lover, parent, friend, or servant. In the transcendental world, the servant and master are one. That is the absolute platform. Although the relationship is servant and master, both the servant and the served stand on the same platform. That is oneness. Lord Kapila advised his mother that she did not need any indirect process. <clears throat> she was already situated in that direct process because the Supreme Lord had taken birth as her son. Actually, she did not need any further instruction because she was already in the perfectional stage. Kapila Dev advised her to continue in the same way. He therefore addressed his mother as Brahmani, Bhamani, to indicate that she was already thinking of the Lord as her son. Devahuti is advised by Lord Kapila to take directly to devotional service, Krishna consciousness, because without that consciousness one cannot become liberated from the clutches of Maya. Text 12 through 15. <clears throat> My dear mother, someone may worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead with a special self interest. But even demigods, such as Lord Brahma, great sages such as Sanat Kumara, and great Munis, such as Marichi, have to come back to the material world again at the time of creation. When the interaction of the three modes of material nature begins, Brahma, who was the creator of this cosmic manifestation and who was full of Vedic knowledge, and the great sages who were the authors of the spiritual path and the yoga system, come back under the influence of the time factor. They are liberated by their non-fruitive activities <clears throat> and they attain the first incarnation of the Purusha. But at the time of creation, they come back in exactly the same forms and positions as they had previously. Purport That Brahma becomes liberated is known to everyone, but he cannot liberate his devotees. Demigods like Brahma and Lord Shiva cannot give liberation to any living entity as it is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, only one who surrenders unto Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, can be liberated from the clutches of Maya. Brahma is called here, here Adyak 
Stirachananam. He is the original, first created living entity, and after his own birth, he creates the entire cosmic manifestation. He was fully instructed in the matter of creation by the Supreme Lord. Here he is called Veda Garbha, which means that he knows the complete purpose of the Vedas. He is always accompanied by such great personalities as Marichi, Kashapa, and the seven sages, as well as by great mystic yogis, the Kumaras, and many other spiritually advanced living entities. But he has his own interest, separate from the Lord's. Veda Drishya means that Brahma sometimes thinks that he is independent of the Supreme Lord, or he thinks of himself as one of the three equally independent incarnations. <clears throat> Brahma is entrusted with creation, Vishnu maintains, and Rudra, Lord Shiva, destroys. The three of them are understood to be incarnations of the Supreme Lord in charge of the three different material modes of nature, but none of them is independent of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Here the word Veda Drishya occurs because Brahma has a slight inclination to think that he is as independent as Rudra. Sometimes Brahma thinks that he is independent of the Supreme Lord, and the worshipper also thinks that Brahma is independent. For this reason, after the destruction of the, this material world, when there is again creation by the interaction of the material modes of nature, Brahma comes back. Although Brahma reaches the Supreme Personality of Godhead as the first Purusha incarnation, Mahavishnu, who is full with transcendental qualities, he cannot stay in the, in the spiritual world. The, spe the specific significance of his coming back may be, may be noted. Brahma and the great Rishis and the great ma master of yoga, Shiva, are not ordinary living entities. They are very powerful and of all the perfections of mystic yoga. But still, they have an inclination to try to become one with the Supreme and therefore they have to come back. In the Srimad Bhagavatam it is accepted that as long as one thinks that he is equal with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is not completely purified or knowledgeable. In spite of going up to the first Purusha avatar, Mahavishnu, after the dissolution of this material creation, such personalities again fall down or come back to the material creation. It is a great fall-down on the part of the impersonalists to think that the Supreme Lord appears within a material body and that one should therefore not meditate upon the form of the Supreme but should meditate instead on the formless. For this particular mistake, even the great mystic yogis or great stalwart transcendentalists also come back again when there is creation. All living entities other than the impersonalists 
and monists can directly take to devotional service in full Krishna consciousness and become liberated by developing transcendental loving service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Such devotional service develops in the degrees of thinking of the Supreme Lord as Master, as Friend, as Son, and at last as Lover. These distinctions in transcendental variegatedness must always be present. Text 16 Persons who are too addicted to this material world execute their prescribed duties very nicely and with great faith. They daily perform all such prescribed duties with attachment to the fruitive result. Purport In this and the following six verses, the Srimad Bhagavatam criticizes persons who are too materially attached. It is enjoined in the Vedic scriptures that those who are attached to the enjoyment of material facilities have to sacrifice and undergo certain ritualistic performances. They have to observe certain rules and regulations in their daily lives to be elevated to the heavenly planets. It is stated in this verse that such persons cannot be liberated at any time. Those who worship demigods with the consciousness that each and every demigod is a separate god cannot be elevated to the spiritual world. What to speak of persons who are simply attached to duties for the upliftment of their material condition? Text 17 Such persons impelled by the mode of passion are full of anxieties and always aspire for sense gratification due to uncontrolled senses. They worship the forefathers and are busy day and night improving the economic condition of their family life or their social or national life. Text 18 Such persons are called Trivargika because they are interested in the three elevating processes. They are reverse. They are reverse to the Supreme Personality of Godhead who can give relief to the conditioned soul. They are not interested in the Supreme Personality's pastimes which are worth hearing because of his transcendental prowess. Purport According to Vedic thought, there are four elevating principles, namely religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and liberation. Persons who are simply interested in material enjoyment make plans to execute prescribed duties. They are interested in the three elevating processes of religious rituals, economic development, and sense gratification. By developing their economic condition, they can enjoy material life. Materialistic devotees, therefore, are interested in those elevating processes, which are called trivargika. Tri means three. Vargika means elevating processes. Such materialistic persons 
are never attracted by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Rather, they are antagonistic towards Him. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is here described as Hari Meda, or He who can deliver one from the cycle of birth and death. Materialistic persons are never interested in hearing about the marvelous pastimes of the Lord. They think that they are fictions and stories and that the Supreme Godhead is also a man of material nature. They are not fit for advancing in devotional service or Krishna consciousness. Such materialistic persons are interested in newspaper stories, novels and imaginary dramas. The factual activities of the Lord, such as Lord Krishna's acting in the battle of Kurukshetra, or the activities of the Pandavas, or the Lord's activities in Vrindavan or Dwaraka, are related in the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, which are full of the activities of the Lord. But materialistic persons who engage in elevating their position in the material world are not interested in such activities of the Lord. They may be interested in the activities of a great politician or a great rich man of this world, but they are not interested in the transcendental activities of the Supreme Lord. Text 19 Such persons are condemned by the supreme order of the Lord because they are averse to the nectar of the activities of the supreme personality of Godhead they are compared to stool eating hogs they they give up hearing the transcendental activities of the Lord and indulge in hearing of the abominable activities of materialistic persons everyone is addicted to hearing the activities of another person, whether a politician or a rich man or an imaginary character whose activities are created in a novel. <laughs> there are so many nonsensical literatures, stories and books of speculative philosophy. There are many so-called nonsensical literatures, stories and books of speculative philosophy. Materialistic persons are very interested in reading such literature, but when they are presented with genuine books of knowledge like Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, Vishnu Purana, or other scriptures of the world, such as the Bible and the Quran, they are not interested. These persons are condemned by the Supreme Order as much as a hog is condemned. The hog is interested in eating stool. If the hog is offered some nice preparation made of condensed milk or ghee, he won't like it. He would prefer obnoxious, bad-smelling stool, which he finds very relishable. Materialistic persons are considered condemned because they are interested in hellish activities and not in transcendental activities. The message of the Lord's activities is nectar. And besides that message, any information in which he may be interested is actually hellish. 
text 20. Such materialistic persons are allowed to go to the planet called Pitriloka by the southern course of the sun. But they again come back to this planet and take birth in their own families, beginning again the same fruitive activities from birth to the end of life. Purport <clears throat> In Bhagavad Gita, ninth chapter, 20, verse 21, it is stated that such persons are elevated to the higher planetary systems. As soon as their lifetimes of fruitive activity are finished, they return to this planet, and thus they go up and come down. Those who are elevated to the higher planets again come back into the same family for which they had too much attachment. They are born, and the fruitive activities continue again until the end of life. There are different prescribed rituals from birth until the end of life, and they are very much attached to such activities. Text 21 When the results of their pious activities are exhausted, they fall down by higher arrangement and again come back to this planet, just as any person raised to a high position sometimes all of a sudden falls. Purport. It is sometimes found that a person elevated to a very high position in government service falls down all of a sudden and no one can check him. Similarly, after finishing their period of enjoyment, foolish persons who are very much interested in being elevated to the position of president in higher planets also fall down to this planet. The distinction between the elevated position of a devotee and that of an ordinary person <clears throat> attracted to fruitive activities is that when a devotee is elevated to the spiritual kingdom, he never falls down, whereas an ordinary person falls, even if he is elevated to the highest planetary system, Brahmaloka. It is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita Abrahma Bhuvala Loka that even if one is elevated to a higher planet he has to come down again. But Krishna confirms in Bhagavad Gita 8.16 Mamupetya Tikonteya Punarjanma Navidyate Anyone who attains my abode anyone who attains my abode never comes back to this conditioned life of material existence. Text 22 <clears throat> My dear mother, I therefore advise you that it, <clears throat> my dear mother I therefore advise that you take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, for His lotus feet are worth worshipping. Accept this with all devotion and love, for thus you can be situated in transcendental devotional service. Purport The word parameshtinam 
is sometimes used in connection with Brahma. Parameshti means the Supreme Person. As Brahma is the Supreme Person within this universe, Krishna is the Supreme Personality in the spiritual world. Lord Kapiladeva advises his mother that she should take shelter of the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, because it is worthwhile. Taking shelter of demigods, even those in the higher, highest positions, like Brahma and Shiva, is not advised herein. One should take shelter of the Supreme Godhead. Sarva Bhavana means in all loving ecstasy. Bhava is the preliminary stage of elevation before the attainment of pure love of Godhead. It is stated in Bhagavad Gita, Buddha Bhava Samanvitaha. One who has attained the stage of Bhava can accept the lotus feet of, the, of Lord Krishna as worshipable. This is also advised here by Lord Kapila to his mother. Also significant in this verse is the phrase Tad Guna Shrayaya Bhaktya. This means that discharging devotional service unto Krishna is transcendental. It is not material activity. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Those who engage in devotional service are accepted to be situated in the spiritual kingdom, Brahmabhuyaya Kalpate. They at once become situated in the transcendental kingdom. Devotional service in full Krishna consciousness is the only means for attaining the highest perfection of life for the human being. This is recommended herein by Lord Kapila to his mother. Bhakti is therefore nirguna, free from all tinges of material qualities. Although the discharge of devotional service appears to be like material activities, it is never saguna or contaminated by material qualities. <clears throat> Tadguna shrayaya means that Lord Krishna's transcendental qualities are so sublime that there is no need to divert one's attention to any other activities. His behavior with the devotees is so exalted that a devotee need not try to divert his attention to any other worship. It is said that the demoniac Putana came to kill Krishna by poisoning him. But because Krishna was pleased to suck her breast, she was given the same position as his mother. Devotees pray, therefore, that if a demon who wanted to kill Krishna gets such an exalted position, why should they go to anyone other than Krishna for their worshipable attach, worshipful attachment? There are two kinds of religious activities, one for material advancement and the other for spiritual advancement. By taking shelter under the lotus feet of Krishna, one is endowed with both kinds of prosperity, material and spiritual. Why then should one go to any demigod? Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai.
That brings us a little past 8 o'clock already, believe it or not. We'll start tomorrow with text 23. And we'll just patiently wait. For the reflection of the devotees who just heard this nectar. Question. Jayashree has a question. Too much prashadam. <laughs> Hare Krishna. <laughs> I was. I want to ask, what is exactly the destination of Brahma when he died after one hundred years of age? Well, it's not the, the same for every single Brahma. Okay. Um, Brahma, one can attain the position of Brahma mm. in different ways by different activities. If he attains the position of Brahma by pure devotional service, in other words, if he's a pure devotee, like our Brahma is now in this material universe, uh, he goes back to Godhead. Um, but if he doesn't, when he merges back into the body of Vishnu, uh, all the personalities who, who who are his in his place, such Brahmaloka or Satyaloka, they go with him. Mm. So if he is a pure devotee, they go back to God and with him. Mm. And if he's not a pure devotee, they come back with him, become purified until they become pure, and then they go back with him. I think every Brahma their destination is not the same. Not the same. Not exactly the same. But it's such a big topic, we can't really, you know, define it, you know, strictly. What do we know about the billions and trillions of Brahmas that are there in the cosmic manifestation? But that's what we hear from our Acharyas. About this Brahma that's in our universe now. This is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all the assembled devotees. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Yes, Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for these readings. Mm. They have become a staple in my life. Mm. It is just like a new home for me to visit every day. Mm. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you very much. We feel the same way. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Sudevi Dasi Hare Krishna to you too. 
from Bhakti Noel. Yes, Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for delivering this transcendental nectar to us each day. I appreciated the many practical points that were read today to help us enter the kingdom of God. I am grateful by Krishna's mercy my consciousness may be slowly cleansed from all of the mire in this material world. Mm. What a gift that we get to hear you read these texts. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to His divine grace. All glories to the transcendental vibration which is Srimad Bhagavatam and particularly Prabhupada's Bhaktivedanta purports. She also commented, I should say, may have a chance to help us enter the kingdom of God. Yes, everyone has the chance. Whether or not we will take it, but everyone has a chance. And from Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading of the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, especially Srimad Bhagavatam now. Today I heard that even Lord Brahma cannot stay in the spiritual world because he sometimes thinks that he is the controller. It also says the materialistic person doesn't have interest in hearing the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. I am great. I'm feeling grateful to hear. I'm feeling grateful to your daily readings because I at least have the desire to hear this transcendental reading. Thank you so much, Guru Maharaj. Actually, this transcendental reading is saving me from a material hog-like life. <laughs> Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jai Ho. His purports are so wonderful. Yesterday, four Bhagavad Gita distributed through my friends and through, uh, and through a business meeting. Very nice. Excellent. You're steady. This is, this is a very important thing. When we are steady in our devotional service, when we, we develop a taste for devotional service, in such a way that we can do it steadily, then Krishna appreciates that, you know, uh, and he helps us in so many ways. And uh, when we get a taste for, for even a little taste, even a slight taste for hearing the, these, this Bhagavatam especially in Bhagavad Gita, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, which Prabhupada stressed so much, this is puts us in a category, a very rare category of human beings, you know. So we should always appreciate that. And it, it's only by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya and our Acharya, previous Acharyas and Srila Prabhupada that we can do this. Otherwise we'd be out there. There's not that much difference between us and the personalities that are out there still running around like mad women, men and women trying to enjoy this material energy which is impossible to enjoy. So let us not become ever discouraged because even a slight attachment for hearing these literatures, if we like to, this is a very rare thing. More so than 
performing all kinds of ashrameda yajyas and so many extreme uh, austerities and penances that spiritualists go through uh, to become relieved from material entanglement. So simple. Just hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam with faith and devotion can give us the results of all other uh, ways of, of, of self-realization. So we are lucky. We should continue to uh, thank our good fortune, be grateful, and continue. And don't stop under any conditions. And Krishna, he has the power to liberate anyone. He's the only one who has the power to liberate anyone, as we heard tonight. So just the fact that we know who Krishna is and that we want to know more about him, we want to be with him, is a miracle. I was in Hyderabad, 1975, when we went down from, from uh, Mayapur, after the Mayapur festival, we went to Hyderabad, where he was cultivating some big men and beginning to build the uh, temple in Hyderabad, the big temple. And he had this huge uh, pandal program. There was a big dais. We were all sitting at his feet, you know. I mean, many, many of us were sick, but we were all sitting <laughs> at his feet. And they had this huge, must have been at least 15,000 people, at least, maybe more. And they had a microphone up, set up in the beginning after his lecture, which was a wonderful lecture. They had people who who would be vetted, their their questions would be vetted, and they they were allowed to go to the microphone and ask their question directly to Prabhupada. And one person came up and said, Swamiji, can you show us a miracle? And Prabhupada just went like this. He said, This is my miracle. And we were all melting in ecstasy, and the whole crowd, all fifteen thousand people, just went such a wonderful experience Hare Krishna Gauranga Gopal yes Gauranga Gopal Hare Krishna Maharaj please accept my humble obeisance Jai Glorious Prabhupada I noted this sentence from Purport, text 19. The message of the Lord's activities is nectar, and besides that message, any information in which we may be interested is actually hellish. <laughs> that definitely draws the line. <laughs> I would like to have this realization and more taste for the message of the Srimad Bhagavatam. I am too much like a hog eating stool by cultivating so many wasteful interests. Well, you know, the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita, I'm sorry, ninth chapter, text uh, 31, there Srila Prabhupada explains that the chanting of Krishna, Hare Krishna, if you've taken it up seriously, taken initiation, and are following the principles, 
and trying to chant without offense every day. It is so auspicious that even if one is in a fallen condition, even if one does have some slip or whatever, uh, there's no other reformatory process. There's no prayaschitta. Because the process of chanting Hare Krishna is so powerful, it's the most powerful spiritual process that all one has to do is just stand up and take it up again. So even though you may think you're this or you may think you're that, relative to the, to the most of the people of the world, you're in a very fortunate and elevated position. So don't ever forget that and don't become discouraged. Hare Krishna. Subhara Rajagopal. Gopal? Yes, Subhara. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for the everyday delivery of the nectar package. <laughs> I remember this verse when you were reading the purport 332.22. Quote, Devotional service and full Krishna consciousness is the only means for attaining the highest perfection of life for the human being. This is recommended herein by Lord Kapila to his mother. Bhakti is therefore nirguna, free from all tinges of material qualities. There are two kinds of religious activities, one for material advancement and the other for spiritual advancement. By taking shelter under the lotus feet of Krishna, one is endowed with both kinds of prosperity, material and spiritual. Mm. Why then should one go to any demigod? Srimad mm. Bhagavatam 2.3.10 Akama Sarvakama Va Moksha Kama Udharadihi Tivrena Bhakti Yogena Yajeta Purusham Param A person who has broader intelligence whether he be full of all material desire, without any material desire, or desiring liberation, must by all means worship the Supreme Whole, the Personality of Godhead. Daily readings, Key Dry Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Thank you for continually bringing out these gems that are in Prabhupada's purports. All of Prabhupada's purports are gems, but still. The, the ones that stand out in our minds and we can take them out and look at them again and appreciate, relish them. It's very nectar. Thank you very much. This is from Pranav Handa. Prana? Pranav. Pranav? Handa. Handa. Pranav Handa. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances or glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Today the point which resonates with me is when Lord Kapila explains the foolishness of serving someone other than Krishna. Mm. Then there is some gain, but it is a gradual process and fall down is possible. But directly understanding Krishna will take us higher than Brahma. Mm. Makes me feel indebted to Sri the Prabhupada for giving Krishna, mm. who is not even reachable for Brahma, who has such massive, massive piety with mm -hmm. such ease. Mm. But still, I am not interested in chanting the holy name. Hare Krishna. 
this is Lord Chaitanya's teaching. Um, second verse of the Shrikshastaka. Despite all the facilities Krishna's given us, all these names, uh, the all-powerful names, and no hard and fast rules, still I don't have a taste. So therefore, the next verse uh, explains how to get that taste. Trinadapi sunichina, tadordapi suhishtana, amanina, manadeina, kirtadiya, sadahari. So we have to become humble, and the expressions that I'm hearing from the devotees during these reflections are going in that direction, even if it's not complete yet. It's going in that direction. You know, expressions of humility, expressions that one's not qualified, and prayer that we can reach the perfection some lifetime, future lifetime. This is the beginning of pure devotional service. Uh, and so therefore, uh, to feel like that, and then to give respect to others and not expect any respect back in return. Then, when one feels like that, when one is actually doing that, then uh, he can chant Hare Krishna constantly. And it's the constant chanting of Hare Krishna that will prevent uh, one from being attached or captured again by Maya. Hare Krishna. It's the topmost spiritual activity that one can do. This is not a myth. It's a fact. Hare Krishna. Okay, thank you very much. We've come to the... Oh, it's 8.19 already. We've come to the end of our readings for today. And day after tomorrow is Janmastami. We hope you're all gearing up. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful uh, devotional experience. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda bhakta brinda ki jai. Gaur premanandi hari hari bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as Kapila Dev. Just lays out, you know, how to be a pure devotee. What is pure devotional service? Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow night.